What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. I am so pumped that you are here. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast and a community where we talk about life and faith and honestly whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. If you want to get more connected with us, finding us on Instagram is the best way. We'd love for you to join us, meet new people, and get connected with all the different things we have going on around here. Don't worry, we linked all that in our description. Well, that's enough for me, for now. But wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. It inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Good morning, Tyler. Good morning, Molly. What's up? I have a What's lot up, of man? energy dude, for the morning. Dude, I, of course, yeah. man. We're in our living room, kind of, virtually virtually today in our living room uh guys no i'm so excited uh if this is your first time listening welcome love this podcast love the people i get to talk with today um and yeah i already said their names but in our living room today we got molly we got tyler and i am excited for uh what we're going to talk about because you know, we've been talking about a bunch of different things on this podcast. We've covered things like fun, emotional health, which was emotional roller coaster for all of us. That was great. Um, we've talked about serving community a lot, um, but those are all really important things to sojourn. But one of the things that I think makes us unique, because a, a lot of people, I think, I think most people would agree, community and serving and justice, like the, those are important things. One where people might start to disagree, and like I, again, the thing that I think makes us unique is that we also have this uh, really core value or importance placed on faith, and and it's interesting to me because whenever you say any of these words like faith, spirituality, religion, like uh, Christian, any of those, like everybody, I feel like has different definitions of those words and and what they mean. And, and a lot of it is based off of the experiences we've had growing up. And so I wanted us to just jump in and talk about, you know, one, why is it something important to us? But we'll get to that in a minute. But I think because our experiences growing up shape a lot of this conversation, I wanted to to jump in there. Um I'll, uh, I'll start with Tyler, then uh, either me or Molly can go. But what is um what has been something that, like, shaped how you viewed faith or just maybe like a religious experience growing up like what was your experience with church like um i'll say this so we just had a fall retreat and i asked a lot of students to text in what they like what exactly what you said like when i say faith what words come to mind and honestly some of the i mean some of it was positive but i would say overwhelmingly it was like either weird or unknown or we got a hate we got um uh i mean i probably can't see say some of the words that they did say <laughs> um it's just across the board because i do feel like a lot of people have bad experiences with faith and even when you have a good experience i i mostly had a good experience growing up honestly i had a great christian family um amazing church family uh but i still had these weird moments of 
that defined what I thought about faith. And so, I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. I guess this is, is this story time? Yeah, story time. Story Um, Story time with Tyler. So I'll try to make this quick. It it was was pretty monumental in my life, I felt like. So uh, (laughs) I've had a lot of church experiences, a lot of good and bad. But when I was in high school, I got asked to be Joseph for the Christmas Eve service, which if you don't know anything about the, the Christmas story, I think Joseph is the best really jesus is the best let's, let's be honest but <laughs> like um other than mary and joseph or mary and jesus i think joseph is up there so i was pretty excited to be joseph i beat out all the the animals and um all those people that had to play for, those for but, your mad acting skills exactly and so i didn't have any lines i was just supposed to act out the scene as like the sermon was going on in the background and so i was playing joseph and i got this really cool robe and i was really excited to wear it and what i didn't realize is that all my other friends uh, and people in this had shorts underneath their robe but i was trying to be authentic and fully in the moment of what it looked like to be joseph and so i didn't have anything except my whitey tidies underneath this robe and so what i didn't realize is that as i'm kneeling there next to jesus in this you know in front of a thousand people watching this christmas eve service uh i'm completely just showing my whitey tidies the entire time in front of all these people <laughs> and i was obviously mortified afterwards when I found out because everyone came up to me and was make, making fun of me. And some people were actually kind of angry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say angry, but they were super disappointed that like I ruined the Christmas Eve for so many people. And um, I got flack for that for years. And so it was one of those things I, I, it was a weird experience, but it taught me that there are some things unacceptable um, that you should not do at church, that it's too far and that you're either in or you're out. And that was a weird experience for me because I felt like I grew up in church. I was there, but how people reacted and how people kind of um like it was obviously a mistake that i didn't mean to do um, but i feel like because of that because of a mistake i feel like i got um i wouldn't say pushed aside but it was very much this language of you didn't fit you, you didn't fit what we wanted you, mm-hmm. you're a little bit rough and i've always been a little rough around the edges but I, I didn't really always fit into this culture i always fell on the outside and i think church yeah. does that so often um i don't know if we even do that but or we know we do that but i felt on the outside that i didn't fit in yeah. Yeah. I will say the one thing that I am thankful for in that is that you didn't go full authentic because <laughs> that's true. That's true. They would have excommunicated you me. Might be, you might be fully out. Man. <laughs> oh man. Molly, I can go where you, what do you want? Uh, just my experience with church. Is that yeah. you? Yeah. Overall, I had a pretty great experience with church um i think (laughs) unlike tyler i am not very rough around the edges like i was pretty good at following rules and pretty good at like fitting the mold of what church said i should be um but i have two memories that like stick out to me when i like think about minor negative experiences Mm. with church and just like kind of this conversation. Um, I grew up Methodist and so super traditional, super tiny church, um, literally called farmer's chapel. All the farmers would go to this church. Um, yeah, average age, probably like 60 and older. (laughs) Me and my brother were the only kids. Um, and my only, like, I remember two things from that church. One, I had to wear a really itchy dress, um, that was super uncomfortable every single time we went. And I, it was a fight with my mom every Sunday morning. Um, and two, I remember singing the doxology after every 
service and those are like you want to sing that for us right yeah, now yeah can you give us a little like hey, we don't know it like like here uh, no, 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 three no, no, no. you guys two, you one. can google it you can google it later uh there's a great cover whatever um so that's like my foundation of my faith was like very liturgical very traditional um but like i didn't really uh know a lot about what was going on mm. other than like I knew the words to the song and I had to wear an uncomfortable dress. And then when I like really started getting into my faith, like when I started going to a non-denominational church that all my friends went to like in high school and junior high and stuff, um, I have a vivid memory of going to like a VBS type situation where fun is like supposed to be the like what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm a pretty reserved person most of the time. And I remember like completely letting loose at this VBS and I got completely scolded for it. Um, and that sucked. That sucked bad. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I had like, I let myself completely have fun at that church after that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I'll share my story in just a second. But, like, I think what you both have described there is, is like, is the majority of, of the stories that I hear. Because, you know, there's a lot of press around, like, the really, um, you know, the really, like, abusive uh, situations that happen. Which, those are obviously, like, super, super bad. Um, and, but I think a lot of times people their experience like and, and not to compare but i think a majority of people have some experience m more in line here where like i i just hear stories of people being like yeah i mean i went but like i you know it just was it was eh. it was like I, it didn't seem important to me they didn't let me have fun you know or the situation happened and those are the stories i hear a lot one for me was uh when i was in in second grade you guys know how much i love uh nsync still to this day bye 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 mm. Um, when I was in second grade, we uh, there's we had Sunday school, which if you never went, that's exactly what it sounds like. And uh, the teacher told me, uh, told the class that you can only listen to Christian music, and that's the only thing you Boy, can listen from to. The devil, Nate. And sure. I, second grader, raised my hand and said, "Well, if that's true, what do you sing at birthday parties?" <laughs> and then go, and then I go. And if that's true, that means I can listen to NSYNC. So what's up? Anyway, but for real, my, I mean, we stopped going to that church because uh, later that I wouldn't let you sing happy birthday. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, because they asked me to like take a break and not come back for, for a month. And my parents, luckily I had great parents. They were like, well, that's stupid. That's a, that's a good question. What do you sing at birthday parties? And so my parents totally had my back there, but it still was one of these first moments that I was like, you know, the, yeah, that just Tyler, you mentioned this and, and my, I think it's even illustrated in your story. They're like, that there can be this in and out and, and like, and that's, that's still something that I think we still sometimes like wrestle with, like, because, um, some of that is human nature. Like, I don't want to just completely crap on these places. Like, like, let's be honest. I do that to people sometimes. Um, and, and so, but it's still weird because 
the the reason that we still hang on to it though is I think Jesus and in Jesus we see something different that's not this. Tyler, you want to talk about that? Like how we still hang on to faith because I think in Jesus we see a different picture. Yeah, I it's interesting if you look at when we think of faith, I think of 100% the do nots. Like there are 365 do not statements Don't in the Don't show Old your whitey tidies. That's one for oh, that's not Exactly. That's not that should have been one. Uh, and that's one for every, every day. So like I could send my daughter to school every day and give her like, don't do this. And I feel like that's what we think. If we feel like it's restrictive, we feel like it is. It's very in or out. And um, that's a lot of what my church experience was. Not, and, and I would even say this. I think it's good to clarify. Those are good statements. Like most of those, I would say we should still, you know, don't do have, like at least the essence of them. We should kind of live out. Yeah, we should. They were they were keeping people from doing bad things. Do not murder. If you look at the Ten Commandments, do not murder. It's a good one. Let's let's live that way. Do not lie. Do not steal. Like these are tenets to live by. And at the same time, if I felt like I walked away from church so often knowing exactly what they were against, but not really what they were for. And until you get to the New Testament with Jesus, that you actually see this bigger, fuller picture of who Jesus is. And I love how Jesus talks about faith, because instead of just saying, do not murder, um, he talks about life and life to the full. Now, if we start talking about faith in that way of, man, we're a group that wants to talk about what is life and what is life to the full. I think most people would be like, okay, that's a conversation I want to start having instead mm-hmm. of being like, Hey, come to my group and figure out what you can't do. Um, <laughs> instead of talking about lying, uh, what if there was a group, honestly, like Jesus told stories of communities that had tough conversations and had um, seeking out truth and asking really good questions. And once again, if that's what faith looks like, I think most people would be like, man, I love asking good questions and trying to figure out what is truth. Like that's, I mean, I think we sometimes have this, I, this, this battle, which is stupid. It's science, like it's science in church, but I mesh those two together. Science is trying to figure out what is true and what is real. And I think that's what faith is doing in a, in a different way. And I think it's a very similar. I think Jesus models that about what it looks like to live out truth. Um, he talks about uh, do not steal. I love this one because he doesn't just say, hey, don't steal. He actually goes the complete opposite way. And he talks about stories of people being generous, not only with their words, with their life, but with how they, um, how they interact with people. And once again, mm-hmm. what if we were talking about faith of how can we go in a way of not just do nots, but living generously? I don't know anybody who'd say like, I don't really want to be a part of a group that's not, you know, that's generous to people. And so <laughs> yeah. I love how Jesus talks about these things and it, it puts a bigger, fuller picture. Um, and I have a lot more to say about that. Um, I think we kind of mold people into what we think church should be. And then when they fit, you know, they don't fit in, they feel like outsiders. Mm. And Jesus was awesome about not letting anybody feel like an outsider because he didn't have a mold. He was constantly talking about faith in a way that I think was human and was real and actually was raw to yeah. what it means to be human. Yeah, I mean, he, he was always pushing the boundaries on that. Like he was like, you know, I mean, it, like bringing, allowing everybody to be in. I mean, I love, like, Jesus boiled all those rules down to two, and then later kind of one. But, I mean, it was, you know, to love God and to love other people. And and when he boiled it down to one, it was that you show your love for God by loving people. And, and like, it's so interesting. And not just how anyway you want to love the way that he loved us. Uh, he defined that love as well that like you know he, he gave this example of what to be for uh, and Tyler you covered a bunch of them and like and it is it's so true that like again there's still something in us though that like 
uh, that we we want people to be in and out. We want to have our group. We want to have our tribe, the people that are easy for us to relate to. Um, and Jesus all, so often was like, you know, expanding those those borders that that, that we place up. And it, and just well, the, and it's super messy. That's why oh, I guess that's super the point. Messy. Like when you don't have rules, it gets super messy. And the people you get, you interact with and like you can't control other people when there's no rules. And so I, I don't think we we're made for rules. I think if, if there's I'm <laughs> I don't even think the Bible is actually saying that we should that we should follow. I, th- I don't think as humans we were made for rules. I actually do not believe that. And so I, I think scripture even backs that up because of the Old Testament. We did not follow any of the Old Testament laws out of the 613 Old Testament laws. We didn't follow any of them and we kept failing. And even says in Romans that we're it was told to teach us that we couldn't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And so there had to be another plan. And so rules are never meant. So like the whole idea of what Jesus even comes in the new Testament about like how to live life and life to the full, like they're not rules to keep you in and out. I think it's rules to live out the best life possible. If that makes sense. So I wouldn't even classify them as rules. Mm-hmm. I would classify them as this is how you were created to live. You can get on board, but there's only one way you're in or out. I think in the new Testament, and that's, do you love Jesus? I honestly think that's the number one thing. Like, do you follow him or not? I do think following him, you're going to, you know, want the best life possible, but they're not rules to keep you in and out. That's yeah. not how I think Jesus talked about rules in the, in the New Testament. Yeah. And maybe you disagree because that is, I totally understand it's a hot take. People well, are going to be like, no, there are rules. You shouldn't do things. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, is that like Jesus said, I mean, I mean, again, I said it, but Jesus said, to love God and to love people. And, and he said, you need to love people you know, the way that I have loved you, but loving, loving somebody like I don't, you can't make rules for that. Like, like there can be some general guidelines and, and I mean, and I think this is probably where the do nots come from. Cause there are some things that be like, Hey, it's not very loving to murder somebody. Okay. And so don't do that. And that's true. But like, but, but I don't think any of us would say if I don't murder somebody, I love them. Okay, because that's not true. Like, like there's so there. I mean, just because I didn't murder you, like I hate your guts. I can never talk to you again. I mean, there's a lot of things, and that's what Jesus was pointing to. Is that like it? It is so much bigger than just that. Do not, because I, I, I want to restore these relationships. And that's the thing is that like, you know, the way I think the thing that like I'm processing in that is that like the way for me to love somebody. I can't prescribe it. Like it can't. Like it's not a cookie cutter. Like I can't be like, all right, the way that I love Tyler is the way that I'm gonna also love Molly, and the way that I'm gonna love this person. Like, like it, it does change. And yeah, there's some like maybe some general guidelines, but like it changes situation to situation, person to person. Well, and I want Molly to speak after this, but like for me, I guess rules only keep. I, I think we love rules because it does keep people in and out. And so that's, I guess, what I'm saying. There's definitely guidelines or guardrails or whatever you want to say to help people live the best life. But we talk about that constantly with students. Like they make bad decisions, including us. We use those guardrails to say this isn't the life, best life possible. But I don't like to call them rules because that makes it sound like you didn't, you broke this rule. And so because of that, you're no longer in. And that's never how Jesus talked. Like he always brought people in that broke all kinds of rules. Like, I mean, I, I just think of so many stories of who he interacted with that he, they were so rough around the edges, but they, they got the essence of what faith was, which was trying to follow him. 
And they were going to break all kinds of rules in the midst of that, but they were still trying to get better and it wasn't in or out. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what Molly said, since we always disagree. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I disagree more with like the way you're saying it more than what you're actually saying. I think that you hate the word rules. Um, I very much don't hate the word rules. Uh, I <laughs> think that rules are most of the time a good thing, but, um, yeah, I think people need constraints in life. And I've seen that even with our students at Sojourn constantly this semester have asked me, who's who's in this club and who's not in this club? And I was like, well, you're all at our event. So right now you're all in our club. And that like confuses them. And I love that about Sojourn. Um, but like, I think people crave constraints of some kind or like a box to work within. Um, you think I, they want constraints or do you feel like people would be better if they gave what's the opposite of constraints? Um, I, I'm not unlimited. I, I agree. I, I think people don't want constraints. I think people want to live fully. And I think they miss, miss, they miss that. If that makes sense. I think constraints hold people back. I want to push people forward and say, like, like I said, don't, I don't want you just not to, to not steal i want you to live generously that's not a constraint that's a unleashing to live a different life and i feel like that's where it well let me finish my thought um okay i'm sorry yeah you just derailed all of it (laughs) i'm sorry um i was just gonna say that the old testament has what you would call rules all this Um, But I think it is a guideline of how Jesus wants you to live your life. And when Jesus comes on the scene, he's like, that's when I really like truly fall in love with the rules that were given to us. Because Jesus also says like he didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. And like he. Yeah, he believes in that part of scripture. And I love that so much because. I don't like pointless rules. I like knowing the reason behind a rule. And like, if I agree with the reason behind a rule, I a hundred percent like can see the value, see the righteousness, like uphold that. And I think that's what Jesus gives us is he gives us his heart and like the spirit behind the reason for the law of like, like you said, it's not do not steal just because I don't want you to steal things. It's do not steal because we're going to go the complete opposite direction and you're going to give away everything that you have. And like, that was the heart behind the law. Do not steal. And like, that is the reason that I think I can see the beauty and the value of the rules that were given to us or the law that was given to us. Well, definitely scripture says that Jesus didn't come to abolish all of those do not. So I I definitely don't think they were bad at all. I just think I love how Jesus constantly models that. And I think if we talked more about faith in that way of like, I I can't tell you how many times we play nine square and someone says the F word and then looks at us and says fudge that just happened yesterday. And I was like, what, why is this, why is this culture, even in our group, which is like, I feel like we're one of the, that's one of our biggest strengths is that we welcome everybody and people don't feel like they have to moment. He, he knew nothing about our group, but felt like he couldn't say that. 
and people see that about faith. I want to say, man, faith isn't constraining, man. I want to unleash you. And I agree with you. Like there's beauty and there has to be some things you don't do to do the things that God wants you to do. But I, 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 I feel like maybe we got just, may I'll just say this. I think we, we harp too much on the do nots. And I want to be a group and a person of faith that says, man, let's do something way bigger than what sometimes the church talks about, including myself as a Christian. And let's talk about what Jesus did about unleashing people that are rough and don't have it all together, that are going to make mistakes and are going to break tons of rules, but they're going to live life fully with who Jesus is. That's what I get excited about. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's more effective, like, and just in the sense that, like, I mean, it does, it helps somebody that, like, if they're, like, if they're feeling constrained or they're feeling like, like, you know, like, oh, I can't, can't cuss here. Like, I mean, I think, I think in their mind or whatever, like, like walls can continue to be made. Um, but like letting people know that like we we welcome you we're for you um yeah I, I don't know it's just always better to talk about what you're for um this this actually so Sarah who we all know like actually corrected me on this and so this little vulnerability humility time that there's um there's somebody in my life um we'll give details but there's somebody in my life that um needs that they just. They need to have um, we need we need to have a very serious talk about something, and and it's letting I, that truth out. That's what I, I'm saying. Yeah, I <laughs> we, we need to. They're just they are not living their best life. Okay, and and it's hurting them and it's hurting people around them, and nobody wants to talk to this person about it. And because strong aid energy, I'm like I'll freaking do it. Let's go, but but I but I'm also wise enough to talk to somebody else and be like hey you know do you think this is the best way for me to talk about it and i say it and sarah said nothing you're saying is wrong but you're pointing to the things that they shouldn't be doing or like like it's um like like, like you're not pointing them forward to what they could be or what you're for in them you're pointing at what you're against in them which is, I'm like, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> like, uh, like, those, all those, like, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but she's absolutely right that, that you know, I don't know how that conversation would have gone if I did that, and we'll see. I still don't know how it goes because I haven't done it yet. But the the point is, is that, like, I do think it's more Christ-like to be like, listen, like, we, I see this thing in you, and I know this is where you want to go, and that this is the, like, like, and I want you to get there too. Like I'm for you in this. Like I'm and the this yeah, I'm for the things that you're for that you say, but this area in your life is holding you back from that. Instead of being like, you know, that's just the worst part about you, like that you do things that hurt people, like any of that, like all that negative stuff. Well, it's it's two ways of saying the same thing, but one points forward and one points like just like you suck, stop doing it. Mm. Um and and yeah, that's totally true. There's got to be in order to move forward, you got to release things. I mean, I mean, Hebrews talks about that throwing off everything that hinders you. So like, there's definitely do nots that we have to live by in order to do the thing we're moving forward to. And so I guess that's, I think we're all on the same page of that. I, it's just how we communicate it sometimes I think is just, and I think even the church would, I mean, like old school church would believe that, like, it's not about just the do nots, about, but I just feel like it's very easy easy to harp on the things that we suck at rather than pushing forward what we are at. And I agree with you, Nate, or I guess Sarah, that that's how we need to start calling people out even, or having tough conversations in. Yeah. Well, I agree with Sarah now too. So you agree with me. So 
Way to go, Sarah. I, I just like winning. I'm just... That's why we have Sarah and Molly on our team. Let's be honest. No, I mean, I think this is, you know, it really is. Like, one of the things that breaks my heart is that because of people's experiences with with different things, that, like, they we, we connect those to Jesus, and we're like, well, you know, uh, you know, I showed my tidy whities off to to church, and church didn't respond well, and so Jesus must not like me, and and like for us, you know, or for me, you know, I can be like, okay, no, but that was the church, that's not Jesus, but to a lot of people, it does feel like Jesus, <laughs> it does feel like God, and I think that that's one of the big dangers in this whole conversation, or or one of the big dangers, and just only talking about what you're against is that you don't realize that Jesus is for you. <laughs> and and so anyway, we unpack that a lot uh more next week. But um I I just I know that like this is a conversation that people like they think they know or they, they like like they, they think that they know some of the stuff that we're gonna say or like they're like, Yeah, faith, I've tried it, it's not important to me. And I just I hope that part of what happened here we start expanding the conversation because I think that's what Jesus did and wanted is that like you know, it is, I think it can be so much fuller and bigger than we realize. Uh, that's my final thought. You guys have any final thoughts you want to share? I do. I'll let Molly go first. <laughs> I feel on the spot now. <laughs> my mind went blank when you did that. Do you want to, do you want me to, do you want to just respond to my final thought? I feel like yeah. I'm great at that. So I'll say this. Another thing I think that I always say the church, but when I say the church, I, I include myself. But what, what Christians are really sh- struggle with is that we make what you just said, Nate, like we we sh- we shrink down God's dream that is really big into just spiritual moments. And we even get to, I, that's a whole other podcast. I think like we think what matters is what we do at church or praying or reading scripture and all that stuff is phenomenal. We encourage it and it's life changing at the same time. God's dream is more than just what we do at church. It's every single day in our work and when we wake up and how we talk to people, how we interact with our family. Um, and we don't talk about that enough, I think, in faith. Like we, like people disregard faith because it's, you know, praying sometimes boring or it's weird or, you know, singing songs is kind of like karaoke at church and I just don't get it. So I'm just not into faith. And so they write off faith altogether. And there's this whole other side of it of faith can literally help you figure out how to have a job and how to uh, be a leader and how to love people well. And like I said, even had interact with your day-to-day moments. And if we think of faith in that way as well, much bigger and deeper, man, I think that changes people. And I think it makes it relevant because for some people, church isn't relevant because that's all they think about faith is one day a week. And so Sojourn and more importantly, Jesus talks about faith being in every aspect. And I think that's super cool. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just, I know I disagreed with like some of the syntax of like the rule language, but I agree, I think with almost everything you guys have said this podcast and just, I think there's twofold here of like, a almost a warning for any Christians listening that or like a reminder for Christians listening, that we are representatives of Christ. And like, um, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect or on your A game all the time. But like the way you interact with the world is the way that the world is going to see Christ and see Jesus. Um, so I think there's a, a reminder there and like for non-Christians listening, um, 
the way Christians represent Christ is not always accurate because we are people and humans and mess up a lot, um, myself included. Um, but the way that Jesus loves you um, and invites you to life in the fullest um, is the best part of my life. And I know that it will be the best part of yours too, if you choose to accept that. Love it. I would even say there's beauty in the mistakes. If we can, mm-hmm. if we can come alongside people and instead of casting them out because they break rules, but actually do the opposite and, you know, bring them in and love them well and to accept them for who they are and in their mistakes and say, man, but we want to call you to something bigger and better. Like Jesus says to us, like there's beauty in that. That's even bigger than just being perfect. So agreed. Agreed. Love it, guys. Well, you I know, think we figured all this out, man. I mean, done. <laughs> great. Well, thirty minutes know, done. just done. Like we just fixed just, the problem of church. Boom. <laughs> Little did we know we hadn't figured anything out because for the next hour we continue to talk about it and continue to talk about it throughout the week. Here's part of that conversation. I don't mind submitting to God because I believe in him and I think he's who I submit to. And and I can and I can follow the leadership of somebody else, um, if it's not stupid. Um <laughs> and but but even that, like I like it's cause it's not even just the rules that I agree with, but I don't I mean <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to like to think why it is that I don't like rules, and and I think part of it is is that like, and 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 I might just be saying it in a different way that the control piece, but that there's just something there that is like, okay, so like, you know, saying do not steal. I mean, obviously, I agree with that. Okay, like I'm not gonna argue. Like, no, I can steal. F you. Okay, but like. Saying live generously, okay. Like again, I'm not gonna argue with you on that. But you telling me how I need to live generously, like, like who are you to tell me? Like who is anybody to tell me how to go do that? Um, and so I don't know. Like it just there's there's a part of it that I'm like I got Jesus's rules for life, okay. Love God, love people, and and I'm gonna do that. And if you think I can do that better, let's talk about it and stuff. But like I don't know, like. I mean, I know we need laws too, but actually, you know what? My boy Andy said it this way. Okay, that like we the thing put is, all this on the podcast. This is where the conversations get. I am. Ready. I am. Wait, He's I, recording. I am I recording. <laughs> but this thing, my boy Andy said this. That the thing is, laws, and this is how I feel about rules. Law, like the government. Like so many times, Christians, like we put, um, like stock in like you know, uh, like if we could get the laws right in this country, things would go okay. Laws are the baseline, okay. And so like when we and and I know we all agree with that. So laws or rules are the baseline. And like I know people feel comfortable with that because they're like, hey, here's, you know, here's as low as I can go. All right. <laughs> like, like, okay. Like, uh, like it gives, it gives like guidance or like the thing I hear you talking about. Like, like, all right, I can't go past this. But the thing is, like, I just, <laughs> like, it's not that I want to break lows, but like, I don't want to, like, I just don't want to focus on that because I want someone, I want to go. And 
and I understand as a country, like, we need that because, like, you know, like, all right, listen, like, here's, you know, here's how much tax fraud is legal, okay? Like, or here's how much lying is legal on your taxes. Like, I guess I understand that, but I don't know. It just, I don't know. I'm just rambling, but. I guess I, just, I will say I, I do. Okay, go, Mullen. Here's what I think I'm, like, trying to say, and I. Like, this is straight from Tyler's, like, guardrails lesson because I was reading through it with Peter the other day. Like, I think that in constraints, there's more freedom sometimes. And, like, speaking from, like, a creative perspective, if you just, like, tell someone to go make something, they're like, uh, I can't make anything. I don't actually know what you're talking about. But if you give them like a piece of paper and like you're like, you can only use blue marker on this piece of paper, they're going to make the coolest art ever because there were two constraints that they could only use blue marker and it could only be this piece of paper. And then they feel like freedom to make in that. And that's how I think I view like guidelines and rules is that for me, there's more freedom when I know my boundaries and I know my guardrails. I guess I would agree with that. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, I, so see, I don't so want to that's be, exactly whoa! what I was going to say, too. I, I was like, I don't know how to talk about this because I, I agree, but now I'm trying to be like, but I don't know where <laughs> I, I don't disagree. don't want to go to the extreme of that's like, that's the first that time Tyler's ever agreed with me. I know. I don't want to say rules are bad because they're not. I, I, I even said that. I feel like there's a lot of rules do not kill, do not, like, we should follow those. I guess I, all I'm saying, maybe I should have said this better. I just don't like when rules, like you live faith out by yes. I kind of would say, I, I followed these rules. I feel like we use those to judge other people based on if they're in or out. And I think it also uses us to know if we're doing well or not. And you can follow every rule and still follow up short, which I think we all can agree with. And so I'm trying to figure out like, the do nots are good. You should def- I would I call people out for those all, all the time. Like, hey, you can't hurt people. Like, if you can't live in community, but the goal is community and it's not following a bunch of rules. So I guess I would say rules are just things that help us live out a bigger vision. I don't know. I don't even like the I don't maybe I don't like rules. Maybe it's just the word rules I hate. Let's see, go to your <laughs> That's analogy. What I said. But, but even go to like your they, analogy. They, they're all different for every people. Like I a hundred percent agree with that. A rule I think is for there's everybody, a baseline, but, but I don't think but what I can do and what you can do may be different because of personality, based on addictiveness, based on so many other things. That like, and I don't want someone saying, especially their rules on me. I'm like, like keep your rules to yourself. I have a set of guidelines about how I want to live my life to live out the best life. And I think not just my guidelines. I want to take Jesus's guidelines and I want to make them relevant and practical for my life. So, so the, that's going to look different for me than for Nate. And see, this is the thing: is that like, and I don't know if I'm going overboard with your analogy but if somebody told me to make some art okay i wouldn't be in and that was the only thing i i would not be paralyzed i'd be like whatever (laughs) i don't know if it'd be art because i'm not that great but like i i think you are great at art by the way yeah but but like but because then where where i start to buck up is like who okay so then you give me the guideline of paper and a blue marker well who who's telling me like who is this from is this from molly because pound sand like i don't have to like i i'm gonna use a yellow marker too like i like you know and so i de- so like so there's that piece i mean if it god tells me i only use blue marker okay i probably should follow that but like so 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it is just a personality thing, and and I just don't like being controlled. But you're enslaved to something at all times. We, I think, we all believe that. Like you can be enslaved to rules, and I don't want to do that. Like rules are enslaving and they restrictive. And I, I mean, obviously, it even says that in scripture, like like the Old Testament was. Like there's a reason why the New Testament came in order because it was constraining. At the same time, it was still good. Paul says that. At the other side, I agree with you, Molly. You can't just go off and do whatever you want. That's just as enslaving. Like you're going to be enslaved to, like you're going to be addicted. You're going to be, I mean, I think that's honestly, that's where our culture is leading to. And I think that's why depression and suicide, all this stuff is at all time high. I obviously 100% disagree with that. And maybe there's this tension um, that we there's always a tension there's always this tension i just don't i i I fight that culture of rules because i think the church has done so bad at it maybe i agree maybe it's just my own baggage with it and i agree with you guys though that like i don't think the rule should keep people in or out like that's one of my favorite things do that i don't think that they do and like Like you said, like if our rule from Jesus is to love people and someone's hurting someone else, like that's calling them out on that. It's not keeping them out. It's calling them like into something better and like forward into something better. I don't know. Maybe I'm against I negative mean, rules. I mean, Maybe I'm mean this is, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. As I'm talking on a podcast about this. Is that, is that... <laughs> Like if you're for something, you like so being for something ultimately puts you against other things at some point. Because if you're it for does. the Patriots and they're playing the Bears, okay, I'm against the Bears that okay in that Whoa, game. Right? Bro, yeah, okay? good good okay. choice okay. there. And so that was on that was on it's purpose. Like the Cardinals or something, <laughs> a team nobody likes. Um, oh shoot. <laughs> But, but, you know, but I mean, so, so there is that dynamic that like, as much as I talk about being for something, you know, at some point when that bumps against something else, I can't be for this and for this other thing. Like they, like they're, they are exclusive. And, and so, I mean, I, and so I guess for me, that's the thing is that like, I feel like, yeah, I mean, some of this is definitely baggage that like, we just focus on the thing and like, so, so. I mean, actually, I, I really like this We're analogy. against sex trafficking, by the way. Okay. I think there's definitely things we should be against. A hundred percent. That's a big one. hundred percent. And, and like, but, but, but even if you process why we're against that and stuff, it, I mean, there's justice. There's the thing that is not best. It's not best for anybody involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, Preach like, it. and so, and so, like, I mean, I feel bad going back to football now because I don't know, this is a deep, thing drop in there but if you go to the football analogy if i just talk crap about the bears all the time right like that's just annoying okay because yeah. like you know especially the team that i'm for and they only play them once you know they're only playing them once and you know but if i'm always talking about how much i love my team or whatever and stuff that i don't know those are just two different things and and i guess the thing is is that the baggage that I totally have is that, like we focus so much just talking like crap about or, or just talking um, about like the thing do not you know do not do this do not do this do not do this and and like yes I'm not gonna argue with you <laughs> but like it just 
it just feels so draining <laughs> all the time. I would agree. I, I feel like I figured out through the podcast of now that we're. I'm glad this is a good I, therapy I, session. I really do. I feel like I'm for. I'm not against negative rules. I just don't. They're obviously just stepping stones to obviously get to a bigger vision, which I think we're all for. I don't think I think we're all on the same thing about that. A bigger dream of what God wants for our lives. There's going to be things we have to give up in order to do that. I don't like. I do think it's always different with every person. Like, I don't like that. I don't like other people's rules or other people's guidelines or their guardrails, whatever being placed on me. Now there's going to be universal ones for sure, because it's pretty obvious, but there's, I think that that line gets very gray, about which ones are universal, which ones aren't. And I would rather the mess of us figuring that out individually in a community. So I don't know if those are opposites, but at the same time, I do not like when someone says you can't do that because you're not living your best life. And I'm like, I think I am back off. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Does I, that make I, sense? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like to go even a step further. Cause I was going to bring this up. And I was like, no, this, I don't want to get here, but like, let's just test people. The off way that this happens in church though, drives me insane because it's always an appeal to an imaginary third person. Okay, like I used to experience this growing up all the time. Like you can't go to a bar because what if somebody sees you? Not me. Okay, it's not going to hurt me. But what if this person, this imaginary person, sees you and it damages their relationship with Jesus? And I'm like, wow, that person has a really fragile relationship with Jesus. <laughs> like, see Nate at a bar and it destroys your faith. Like, I've destroyed a lot of faith. Then, like, I don't know. Like, but like. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and like, you know, like, I mean, people will say things to me. I mean, this happens to me. I mean, this happens, <laughs> I was going to say all the time. It does, actually. People be like, what you did or what I heard you say or whatever, like, it didn't upset me, but it could upset somebody else. And I'm like, well, did it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, but it could. And, and, and again, I know that, like, depending on what it is, that, like, maybe that's a real conversation that I need to have. Maybe there's something that I need to work on. I'm I'm not... <clears throat> arrogant enough to say that that's not true but the thing is we're now it's just this version of placing something on me that like you know it is okay for enslaving. me enslaving it i mean it is, you're it's putting enslaving. you're putting a constraint on me because it might impact something it didn't impact you you're not upset or at least uh, you're the person saying to me that not but somebody this imaginary person or a group of people might be upset and like it's just a terrible way to live <laughs> like, like but like, and you would be okay with someone having a tough conversation with you about that like hey yeah. this could have done that like i think we welcome that as long as it's this is a rule that you don't break and you broke it like that would be the one i'm like no pound sand but if someone if i if i came to you and said hey dude i don't know if that's a great idea let's talk about it i don't know if you'd be yeah, and, as long uh, as no. I did it in like not a, in a rule form, but like just a relationship of like this is what I want you to be. You know, I know the goal you want for life, and I know you want to be like Jesus. And this may get in the way. Let's talk about it. Oh, 100%. That's a completely different conversation than you broke a rule. You I went to a bar. That's a rule. You can't go to bars. Like, okay, you <laughs> know, there there are situations where I shouldn't go to a bar. Okay. There, there. I mean, there's totally. Yeah, let's make like, that known. Like, that that is a good statement to say. Okay. One of these podcast people up there. Like, like there are definitely times you should not go to a bar. A hundred percent. But to just say you should never go because, and then you're now inventing situations that haven't even happened yet. Um, 
or or that I'm not even in, and you're just placing them on me. That's when I'm just like, I mean, I just want to go Hulk and be like, okay, you know, again, continuing that. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, like, you know, if I'm driving somebody to an AA meeting, I'm like, hey, he'll swing by the bar real quick. Like, I mean, that's not unhealthy. Okay. Like, so, I mean, I, I that was an that. extreme example. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Like, just I, I, to back, I want there to be a conversation. It's, that's why it's messy. People like rules because it takes away the mess. We just all agree that this rule we don't do. And I hate that. I There's everything about me that I hate. I, I want to fight it because it's different. Every situation is different. Every person is different. That's what I'm saying about rules 100%. This is classic Molly Tyler, where I think that we agree, like a heart and spirit agrees, but the way that we get there is completely opposite. <laughs> oh, we need to make sure this is uh, broadcasted because I feel like this was, I feel like there are people, my wife is like you, Molly. I am like Nate. My wife is awesome. And I want... So I'm just trying to, I think it's good. I think people, I, I, I don't want to be on either extreme where we alienate. I don't want to alienate the other side that does like rules. I don't get it. It's weird to me, but people like being in a box where they like to know what they can and can't do. I think we should celebrate that because Jesus can reach those people too. I just don't get them. But I think that's why these podcasts are so important for us to talk about. You made us sound so late. I was just like, <laughs> I just was like, the Tyler, people. when I have like guidelines, I experience the most freedom in Christ. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of lame. Whatever. I, I, I do, I do I just, feel like that's, that's true. To, to, to defend Molly, it is like, all right, well, the three people I'm not going to invite to a party are My Tyler's wife, wife which is no, not it's just true. different. It's just a different person. I'm not saying they're lame. I'm just, it's just not me. I Your don't tone get. Tone is saying that it's lame. I'm but sorry. I'll, I'm I'll, sorry. I forgive you. I, I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to express the hatred for people that don't like rules and how they hate church. While some people love that side, and I think we should celebrate both as long as it's not keeping people from experiencing the true gospel, which I think we're all for. Thumbs up. Okay, I think now we figured it out. Okay, great.